John chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I think we're going to hand over to Dan now. Wonderful. Can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Can I add my welcome to that of Jake's? It's great to see everyone-ish. Um, a few people on the screen, but you know what I mean. Um, just a couple of uh, added notices to what Jake said a little earlier. Um, a little correction, actually. The notice sheet that we're going to be producing, um, we're going to do one today, um, and it won't be another few weeks until we do another one. So only every now and then we'll manage to do a notice sheet, mainly because we tell you what you need to know mainly on a Sunday. But when they start to mount up, it's good to give you a, a sort of a record of them. Um, the other thing is that uh, as you've been praying and as we announced the other day, Catherine Carlisle starts as our operations manager tomorrow. And um, this role um, is going to be a real help to me. Um, she's going to be helping me as the vicar, um, but also our operations generally, particularly our communication um, within the church family and also uh, beyond our communication uh, beyond the church. Um, so Catherine's got quite a lot to do um, and uh, do be please praying for her and me as we be begin that tomorrow and um, we really appreciate your prayers but it's really exciting and we give thanks to God uh, for this um, new um, op op um, opportunity. The other note is that uh, we'd like to run a Christianity Explored course online here at St Paul's and this is um, an we wanted to start it in the next couple of weeks and so if you're interested in that, then do get in touch. Christianity Explored is a great way to um, look at, again, the truths of the Christian faith, um, those uh, vital truths about the Lord Jesus, who he is, why he came. And, um, and we might do that just as a sort of refresher, which is fine and fantastic. Uh, a little bit like what we're doing in John chapter one, a little bit, um, exploring the real Jesus, who he is. Um, but also that you might know people or you yourself might want to explore things yourself a bit deeper and um, get some questions answered. So this will be a great opportunity for you and uh, or for a friend. So do get in touch um, by the usual methods. Uh, we'd love to see who's out there who'd like to do it. And we hope to do that in the next, as I said, couple of weeks or so. It's about seven or seven sessions, maybe slightly less. And uh, we hope, we'll hope to do that probably on an evening or a morning. Morning during the day, I mean. Well, we are in John 1, so if you have a Bible, um, it'd be great if you got it open. I will show a couple of the verses on the screen as we go along, but generally it might be ha better if you just keep referring to your own Bible. Um, but as we have that open, let me pray and give this time again over to the Lord. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for reminding us already that you are a speaking, a communicating God. And we pray that you'll speak to us now. Give us hearts hungry to hear and hungry to learn and obey. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, some of you will know what I mean by a life-changing event, something that changes your life in such a way that nothing will ever be the same again. It might be moving house to a new area or new, new school or college. It might be going to a certain university, doing a certain degree. It might mean a particular trip abroad changes you or where you meet your wife or husband. Uh, it might be a death in the family or a, or a significant illness. Maybe for some of us, it might be the coronavirus. That might be a real life changer for us. And it may be affecting you so much, your outlook on life is changing. But what about Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Because as we've said, today we begin a new part of the Bible, the Gospel of John. He was a disciple of Jesus, and he wrote down what he saw and heard when he followed Jesus. The miracles he did, the things he did, the things he said, how he died and rose again. And right at the end of the book, it says this, that Jesus did so many things that if every one of them was written down, there wouldn't be enough books in the world for all the books that have been written. So John carefully chose a few things for us and he wrote them in his book in this way for one reason, to change your life. In chapter 20, verse 31, he says, these are written that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? John writes for us that we may discover Jesus, that not only is he the Christ, God's rescuing king, but the son of God. And when we believe, when we put our trust in him, we will have life, says John. Now, as we read this book, we will learn that when John uses the word life, He's not just talking about life as we know it now, Monday to Sunday, nighttime and daytime. No, he's talking about true life, real life, life as it's meant to be, lived with God as our Father in heaven, lived as our Father as King, as Lord. And that life doesn't stop, it goes on and on into eternity, forever. And John says, Jesus is the key to that life, true life. Jesus is to be our life-changing event, or rather, life-giving event. Jesus is everything. And in these first five verses of John's Gospel, we have an explosion of mind-blowing truth, showing us just who Jesus is, the only one who can give us this forever life. Now, some of us may be sitting on the fence a bit when it comes to Jesus. Um, you're unsure of who he truly is, how he can help us, how, how he can save us. Well, I hope as we study John together, John will show you, well, the Lord Jesus will show you why he is the one that we can't ignore. And he's our very essence of life. For others of us, it might be that this is kind of old news 
we're no longer that surprised or possibly excited about Jesus. Well, wake up, says John. Fasten your seatbelts, hold on to your hats, because Jesus is amazing. Now, if you're young, perhaps you want to count how many times I say Jesus uh, at the word amazing this morning. Just a bit of fun, but I wonder if you spot it. And if you get it right, you can get in touch and you might get a prize or a pat on the head. Well, from these verses, let's see how amazing Jesus is. Firstly, Jesus is forever, which means he's eternal. And verse one in our reading says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now we have already learned from Jeanette that when John speaks about the word, he is talking about Jesus. It's a wonderful title that Jesus has given in the Bible because it shows us already that Jesus is the one who God uses to communicate to us. Um, a bit like, well, I've put that picture in, like a, like a telephone or, or a tablet or a, or a letter. Jesus is God's self-expression when we want to know what God is like. He shows us Jesus. Isn't that amazing? In the beginning was the word. In the beginning. And here in verse 1, John tells us that the word, Jesus, is forever. That he was there right in the beginning. Which we saw earlier are the same three words we have had right at the start of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1. Did you not remember? In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. So John is showing us that Jesus was there, well, before the beginning, with God, making the world. Amazing. And there was creation. And I suppose now in John chapter one, we have new creation. Anyway, the other gospels, Matthew and Luke, they write their accounts of Jesus. Where do they start? Well, they start at the beginning of Jesus's human life, his birth, his human life in Bethlehem and so on. And here, John, instead, takes us right back, right back to the beginning or before the beginning, the start of life, before the life began, right back to the heart of God. Now, sometimes children point at things and ask the parent or an adult, who made this? Or, mum, dad, who made that? And the answer that comes is, well, God did. Well, who made the rivers? God did. Who made the mountains? Who made the zebras? God did. And sometimes they ask, who made God? Well, the answer is no one. God just is. It's a wonderful mystery. But God is, and he came before everything. And John says it's the same with Jesus. In fact, in chapter 17, Jesus says to the Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Amazing. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Right at the beginning before creation, before time, before he entered the world and became our saviour. There was the word, Jesus. 
he was with God. Jesus is forever. Which also means, secondly, Jesus is God. Verse one and two. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So Jesus, the word, was God. He was not created by God or an angel of God or a special messenger of God, as some might say, but with God right at the beginning. So the title word given to Jesus is a God title. But obviously, Jesus is not exactly the same person as God the Father, because we read that he was with God. And in fact, later, John writes that, well, Jesus teaches, I and the Father are one. So in these opening verses, we are being taught again what the Bible teaches throughout. And that's that God has revealed himself in three persons, one God and three persons, the Trinity. As the young people learned at the end of last year, there is only one God, but he is three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Do you remember that? Do you do it with me? There is only one God, but three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one. And the Bible teaches that our three-in-one God, God the Father, Son and Spirit, is a God of love, which means love is part of his forever nature. He must always be love. And for that to be true, God in all eternity must have someone to love. But for that to be true, uh, and yes, he loves us, but we were not around at the beginning, were we? So how can God love before we came along? Well, because forever, in all eternity, he had someone to love. The Father was loved by the Son, and the Son loved the Father and the Holy Spirit as well. The Word was with God. <clears throat> now, what a way to introduce Jesus. And this introduction informs everything else that we read about Jesus in John's Gospel. Not only did was Jesus uh, full of love and compassion. He even went to the cross for us. It means that Jesus, the Son, the Word, is God's powerful self-expression. Jesus is the very wisdom of God, his voice in creation, his relationship with his people. He is God in flesh. Amazing. Which means as we get to know Jesus in John's book, we will not simply see um, human words, human actions, but the work of the eternal Son of God who has come into our world in order that you and I get to know and trust in him, the very God who made us, you and me. And that brings us to our next lesson. Jesus is creator. And verse three is another amazing verse. Through him, all things were made, and without him, nothing was made that has been made. Jesus, the Word, was there at the beginning of creation, and as the Word of God brought everything into existence. 
Remember Genesis 1? <coughs> Do you remember what it said at the beginning? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God said, and God said, let there be light. And God said, let there be sky. And God said, and when he said, there was light, there was sky. And we learn that this is Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Right there in Genesis chapter one. Well, John doesn't explain the science of it, of how Jesus did it. He simply wants us to enjoy the magnificence of Jesus and how great and majestic he is. I remember as a teenager, my mind being blown by this truth that Jesus created the world. Professor Stephen Hawkins once said, the ultimate aim of science is to provide a single theory that describes the whole universe. Well, here in chapter one of John, we understand that the theory is Jesus. In Jesus, we have the answer to all universe's questions. <clears throat> well, is this the Jesus that you know? Is, it, is this the one that you know about, that you understand in the scriptures? Not simply the one who probably turned water into wine, but the one who gathered all the waters into one place and formed the dry ground, the dry land. Amazing. Jesus is Lord, as we've just sung, creation's voice declares it. For by his power, by Jesus's hand, he <clears throat> created each tree and flower and planned it, he made it. It's all his. Jesus is the one we cannot ignore. For from him and through him and by him all things are made, says John chapter 11. To him be glory forever. We cannot just give him a bit of ourselves, if that's true. We can't just give him a bit of my attention or give him my Sundays and a few hours during the week. If this is true, um, I can't just run things for myself from Monday to Wednesday. No, Jesus is Lord of all things, of all parts of my life, every moment, the breath that I breathe. And so you and I, we must bow the knee at this Jesus, give him all that we have and bring him everything that we are. And that brings me to my final point. Jesus is life and light. Verse four, another amazing verse. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, life, as we've seen, is John's theme throughout his gospel. All life comes from Jesus. He made us. We are part of his creation. But not just our bodies and our breath and so on. He gives us spiritual life. That means God, our life, uh, yeah, our spiritual life is our God life. That's what I wanted to say. Um, the life that's plugged into God. Does that make sense? Genesis 2 says we're made in God's image. We're made to be plugged into God, 
to be in relationship with him. <coughs> At the moment, there is a desperate race on to find a cure for coronavirus because the virus can bring death. But there is a bigger disease and it affects every single one of us. And that disease is sin. The action of turning away from God uh, as our Lord and doing our own thing. We're the king, we're the Lord. And if we don't find the cure to that, that separation between me and the Lord becomes permanent. I'm cut off from my God who gives life forever. So I need him, I need life. And Jesus who gave us physical life also steps into our world to bring us spiritual life. And he did that by offering to pay for my sins, your sins on the cross. Remember John's reason for writing? These things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you may have life in his name. And that life is not just a clean heart, which he gives us when he dies for our sins, but life lived with him every moment. Jesus comes and lives in us by his spirit, and then one day brings us to be with him in person. Amazing. And here, in these verses, Jesus is also called the light, which reminds us all that until we come to him as light, where are we? We're in the darkness. And verse 4, he's a light to all, to all people. His light can be seen. But when we move out of his light, well, things don't make sense anymore. We scrabble around trying to make the best of things and we fall flat on our faces. We come blind, we cannot see. Well, this is what verse five is talking about. The light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it or understood it. And we'll learn more about that next week. But we look around at the world and see that it's in darkness. It's not understanding the light. And where that's true, there's dissatisfaction. There's a hunger for truth, for meaning, for all those things, to make sense out of life. And Jesus comes and stands in that darkness and says, I am the light. But people choose to turn away from Jesus, turn away from the light, and are forever dissatisfied. The light shines in the darkness. Jesus is our life and our light. And when we come to him, only then are we truly alive. Well, it's all so amazing, isn't it? Jesus is forever. Jesus is God. Jesus is creator. And Jesus is life and light. I'm so excited about studying these first four chapters of John together as a church family. And see again just how amazing Jesus is, that our hearts begin to burst with him and his truth. And I hope too that in this uncertain world, and sometimes a very difficult and dark world, we see a God who cares, who is active in creation. That through Jesus, he made the world, he made us, he loves what he has made, and nothing can shift Jesus from being Lord. There's not one square inch of this universe that doesn't belong to him. 
He is alive. He is Lord. And he is with us. Let's respond to that by saying some words from Hebrews chapter one together. I'm going to say the light type and perhaps you can join in the rest in bold. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Amen. Alleluia. Let me pray. Our Lord and Father God, we fall before you in praise and thanksgiving, in great adoration. We thank you that Jesus is amazing. Uh, we confess that we don't understand it all. We don't understand you but we worship you, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we bring our lives before you, before you, King Jesus, as our Lord and Saviour. As we go on in John, we pray that you'll give us grace to see more of Jesus and to receive his life and his light and to walk in his ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.